welcome to the Talk Film Society podcast. I'm your host, Marcelo Pico. Uh, welcome to the show. It's been a while <laughs> since our last episode. Um, uh, but hey, uh, maybe this isn't the first time you heard me since December. You, you, you may have heard me as the ombudsman on Spielberg 3333, or as a guest on uh, Talk Film Society Assemble, or as the editor of uh, best the uh, outstanding best picture podcast you know you can't hear me as the editor but i edited that episode um but no i've <laughs> this talk from society podcast um it, it's 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 only for special occasions is what i'm trying to say um oh well, that this, makes me feel special <laughs> <laughs> and with me for this special episode is mark uh good old at movie doc on twitter uh mark you and i i was like okay I just did South by Southwest. Uh, I did the whole thing this past year, uh, like two weeks ago, right? First yes, time, sir. first time for me going since like eight years ago, where I just went as just some guy, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> this year, I was like, okay, Film, uh, a cinephile, <laughs> a cinephile, a movie fan. But this year, yes. I went as press, covering. Uh, the films there for Talk Film Society. So I figured I want to I want to I want to talk about these films. I want to get it on the record. <laughs> I want to make it official. Here's my South by Southwest experience. And with me is Mark. And because like Mark, I mean you're you're no. Uh, I mean this is a new thing for you, right? South by Southwest. Uh, tell us about. Like your past South by experiences, and and what and and uh, how many times have you have you been, Mark? Uh, this was my ninth year. Uh, I've been doing this for well, just ninth year in a row for <laughs> nine years. Wow! And uh, I, when I first uh, joined um, True View Reviews, that's the the website I write for. Um, I didn't go. I think the first year that I could have gone to South by, but. The following year, I made sure that I went in some capacity. I didn't get uh, proof for a badge that year, and I think I ended up having to buy a uh, – they, they have the wristband now, but before they used to have what was just called a movie pass or film pass. And uh, I got into most of what I wanted to that year. Uh, didn't see as many films as I would have had I had a badge, but uh, all in all, it was a good experience. Uh put in the work i wrote the reviews and the following year i got approved for a badge and been getting a badge ever since so it's been it's been a really good nine years uh enjoyed every year obviously i wouldn't be going back if i didn't (laughs) (laughs) and it's always fun to see some amazing films and i also do uh interviews with some of the talent available and uh yeah and i would have to say that uh, to uh 2018 was a phenomenal year i really enjoyed it i got to do a lot and see a lot and yeah and you got to come along too you got to enjoy it as well <laughs> yeah uh, i mean again it th- th- this is actually the first time i went living in austin because the first time i went was eight years ago and it was right before i moved to austin i was in san antonio so it was me and my friend we we, we took time off we took a full week off we, we went to south by 2010 and it was fun. <laughs> I saw a lot of movies, got very drunk. <laughs> um, <laughs> it does had, happen sometimes. Yeah, had, had the best time. Uh, but, but this time, much different. Um, 
uh, well, I saw you know just as many movies, um, but uh, I was more there as as uh, I was more official. <laughs> I didn't get as drunk as what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you can't really see that many movies if you're getting intoxicated on a no, 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 no. <laughs> um, but hey, you know, real quick. For those who don't know, for those who are living under a rock and don't know what South by is, uh, why let's let's quickly give like a breakdown of it. So it's one of the biggest film festivals, not just film festival. There's a music. Fe- I mean, it started off as a music festival, right? right. I mean, mm-hmm. this this past year, it's, uh, the film festival of South by celebrated its 25th anniversary, but it's been around as a music festival for longer. So it's it's a it's film. It's the nineties, fe- I think. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 a film festival. It's also a music festival. Now they have like uh, interactive, you know, um, uh, tech stuff going on, gaming. Uh, what else is going on there? Um, there's a trade show. Uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on during the the weekend. Like it's a, a it's like it's ten massive. days, right? It's, <laughs> it, yeah, it's massive. There's a lot going on. So it's a, they it's take a, over Austin pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a fully inclusive of everything geeky, nerdy, film, music. It's all happening in South Bias. And so let's talk about the film. So film, uh, I'll just say eight years uh, previous, you know, to now, I'll say not much has changed in terms of like the venues. Like I think mm-hmm. they may have added like a few, right? And and and, and you would know this. But the, the venues yeah, they've are... changed a they've changed a few of the venues, but uh, most of the the main ones are there. Obviously, they use the Paramount, they use the uh, some of the uh, Alamo Drafthouse theaters. Uh, what else? Of uh, oh, the stateside, that's right next to the Paramount. So yeah, yeah. And of I... course, they they have the they've always had, as far as I can recall, they've always had a theater set up in the convention center, which is known as the Vimeo theater, because I guess they're the sponsor of that theater. Yeah. So I, I imagine it's much like a lot of other film festivals where it's just like kind of running around, um, theaters trying to watch as much as you can. It's like, like, uh, spread across Austin, downtown South Austin. So it's, yeah, yeah it's, it, it's an experience. Like, uh, <laughs> It uh, it brought back, it brought back memories from eight years ago. Me trying to race like from the Paramount Theater to the South Lamar Draft House Theater <laughs> to get oh, yeah. to a screening in time. Um, but hey, this time uh, it was a lot more fun because I had a press badge and got to get in to more movies than I than I did eight years ago. Uh, either that or like they 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 had a more streamlined process this year than like in the past for me. Um, I mean. Overall, I think I had a good experience. I, I, I did. I, I may have gotten too like exhausted halfway through. <laughs> we can talk about that here in a bit, but it's easy had, to do that. You know? Yeah, it's because there's just so much to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could like stuff in five movies a day if you had the time. I think for me, I only did like four. I tried to do five, but uh, again, it was exhausting, <laughs> but in a good yeah. way. All right, so that's the that's the basics. That's South by basics. Mm-hmm. So let's get into the fest, okay? Um, I want to talk about two big ones right off the bat before we get into okay. the smaller ones. For sure, Mark. Um, so let's about just uh, let's start with the opening film of the fest, A Quiet Place. Okay? Uh, yes, yes. So uh, th- these big ones. Um, 
uh, again, nothing has changed from eight years ago in terms of this. They always premiere the big ones at the Paramount Theater, which I love. I love that theater. It's huge. You know, there's a balcony. Um, you get to fit, like, what? how many people in there? Like, like 1,200, I think. 1,200, yeah. Something like that. 12, 1,400. I don't remember the exact number. It's in the thousands. Yeah. So this movie, A Quiet Place, played to, like, what, like 1,200 people, packed house. And, man, this was a great way to kick off the festival. Oh, yeah. Um, directed by John Krasinski. It's, I mean, for those who've seen the trailer, you, you should know the basic story. It's it's like a post-apocalyptic situation where this family is trying to survive against these monsters that uh, are attracted by sound. So the humans, yes. this family, they have to stay completely quiet. Um, and that's the movie. Uh, I want to le- leave it there and not spoil anything. But, Mark, tell me your general thoughts on this movie. Oh, I mean, I really loved it. I had a good time with it. Uh, I was impressed with Krasinski. I mean, as a director, he knew how to just really build the tension and suspense and deliver the scares. And uh, I mean, judging from the audience's reaction to everything that was happening, in addition to my reaction, everybody just really got into it. They were sucked into this world and it's just on the edges of their seats, you know? (laughs) So just, there's so many moments there where people were, including myself, were cringing in our seats and just, you know, almost with our hands over eyes, just waiting to see what was going to, you know, happen, but we're scared and nervous at the same time. And it was intense. It was, it was really intense, very well done. And I think the fans of horror and, um, I guess a little bit of uh, sci-fi in there too. So fans of sci-fi will probably dig uh, dig this movie. It's, yeah. it's a really good time. Yeah, I was surprised by um, by it because it's coming from John Krasinski, and <laughs> and and he said himself during the Q and A, he goes, "I don't know why I made this movie." <laughs> like he's <laughs> he's not a big genre film guy. Um, his, his previous movies have been just like dramas and like comedies drama dramedies yeah. right but nothing like this so i i'll be honest i wasn't expecting much but this blew me away it's, yeah i it, wasn't it, sure what to expect based on his previous work i wasn't i don't mean i don't mean to pick on the guy but i wasn't <laughs> particularly impressed with his previous work but then this one just really uh, this one really uh changed my mind about him as a filmmaker it was just like wow he has he has skills and you know given the the right material he can he can deliver a great film yeah uh it's oh man yeah i it, it feels like he's been doing this forever like it feels like he he knows the genre and he knows how to like you're saying like the audience was really into it he he knows how to push buttons right he sets up these things in the movie that really pay off yeah and oh yeah <laughs> that that aspect of it i'm really surprised about it's like oh like this is a well-tuned thriller with some very good scares, and again, it's John Krasinski, the director. I think uh, I'm 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 now I'm now a fan. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. And I, I can't wait to what he's going to do next. <laughs> yeah, ho- ho- hopefully he sticks to this. Maybe he makes something in this realm, like maybe another thriller, horror, maybe some sci-fi, something like that. So, um, yeah, I uh, and it brought the house down, like like you're saying. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Big, big movie. Uh, great way to start 
the fest uh, with with a quiet place. Um, let, let's move on. Hey, what about this? Another big movie, which was a huge surprise. Oh, yeah. um, although, you know, some people saw it coming. You know, I think Variety reported like a week before they're like, "Oh, may- maybe this is going to play at the festival." But hey, but this is like an insider thing, uh, Mark. Like the, in in the in the rumor piece in Variety, like a week before, like mm-hmm. it was announced, they said this is going to play at the Zach Theater. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Which, yeah. <laughs> for for those who know that the for those who know the Zach Theater like has like what like like 400 seats or something <laughs> yeah it's not very big that, that would have been a very very bad decision <laughs> yeah. and i was like what no there's no way that's gonna play there but no 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 uh they played this at the paramount same theater as a quiet place the, the biggest theater they have um they had to have the biggest theater because they had to have uh a stage for steven spielberg uh yes. and, Re- and ready player one um so this was a huge experience. <laughs> it's, it's, it was a very unique, a unique festival experience too. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I although I, that, I, it wasn't probably planned exactly the way it went down, obviously. <laughs> uh, and uh, I'll get into detail about this too on the on the Spielberg thirty three thirty three episode that me and Matt are going to record later on. But um, I want to talk about it here because specifically that experience, the festival experience. Um, because you, I can't imagine you get this, the, these kinds of reactions that, that happen here at, at other places. Like if this had happened at like a AMC theater, <laughs> I not the same reaction, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, 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 but let's, okay. Kind to the chase. So yeah, first off the crowd was completely into the movie. All right. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, it's an Austin crowd. Uh, a lot of people here love the author. Uh, what's what? I forget his name. Ernest. Ernest Klein. Klein. There you go. Ernest Klein, uh, hometown hero, you could say. Um, and they were also. I mean, you got okay. Austin people. You have film people, who, you know, it's built in our DNA. We have to like Steven Spielberg because he's he's, <laughs> he's amazing. Okay, uh, I heard somebody in line say oh, while waiting for the movie. She was like, oh, I'm here for Steven Spielberg. Like, if he's not here, I'm going to leave. <laughs> I was oh. like, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So, of course, the house went... It, 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 it came down. The house went crazy when Spielberg came on stage to introduce oh, yeah. the movie. And the cast was there, too. So, everybody was riled up. And the movie itself... Like, uh, I'm not going to spoil things that were in the movie, but certain things that happened in the movie got people very excited... And then we get to a a part uh, about no yeah it's 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 in the third act you know yeah mm-hmm. um, there's explosions happening and there's a moment when uh, how do I not spoil this it's like a giant well, it's a climactic moment yeah it's a it's climactic not- moment it's a very particular moment where like something happens that's like very loud that's like and yeah. significant and and important so it happens. Right, and oh, then yeah. on screen, and then you just hear silence, 
<laughs> and then and then everybody's like, okay, this is uh, maybe this is part of the movie. <laughs> and maybe then, this is like a, a Star Wars moment, a Star Wars: The Last Jedi moment. No, yeah. no, it's still silent. It's still yeah. silent. Then, <laughs> everybody was like, oh no, oh no. And then and then, after, then like yeah, then the film keeps playing with no sound, and then like a character holds up a boombox, and there's no sound. <laughs> And we're like, oh no! <laughs> oh. And then the, the 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 screen stops, the lights come up, and they're like, oh, we have a problem with the with the with the file because it's digital, of course. Um, yeah. it, it just it just sounded like I was worried that the speakers had blown out because at that point, it was like super loud, and I mean loud in a oh, great yeah. way. It was it was a great sounding movie. But this moment was like, it's a huge subwoofer sound. That oh, was, yeah. and, I, and I was like, oh, God, that's it. Like, this is... Uh, and, okay, so so getting to this aspect of it. Um, I remember this happening, and I wasn't there for, for the first screening of it, but it happened during... Something like this happened during The Raid 2 a few years yeah. ago, right? Where... Uh, well, were you there for that screening, Mark? No, no, but I did hear about it. I didn't go to that screening, but... Uh... I think wasn't it the subtitles? Yeah, the the, the it was subtitles a problem with the side subtitles weren't working. So they're like, I so they're they're like, I guess we can't play the movie now, and they had to they had to reschedule it. And I went to the to the rescheduled screening of the rate two. I was there for that. Uh, I got I got like a pass from our good friend Rocky Juarez, um, and yeah, he's great, <laughs> and uh and it was it was a unique experience there because like when the movie started playing and when the subtitles came on screen people cheered for the subtitles <laughs> at 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 the second screening so it was like yes it's uh-huh. happening um kind of similar to oh to ready player one when okay they're like they restarted the movie again same thing happened <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, they, they did they, it a they, couple of times <laughs> at least like three before times before they get it right and when I say restarted, I don't mean the whole thing over. I just mean like a few seconds before that climactic moment, and then yeah. nothing. Then silence, silence. At least two more times. Then I think the third time it worked. The crowd. I don't think I've heard. I don't think I've heard this many people scream this loud at a movie. Mark, <laughs> I, I, I don't know about you, but I don't know. It's hard to say because I mean, yeah, climaxes in movies can arouse that reaction from an audience but the fact that you know people were kind of in, you know on, on the edges of their seats uh wondering if they're gonna get to finish the movie and <laughs> see this major moment in the movie and when it does play out like it's supposed to then yeah you just have to just scream and cheer because you're Yes, it's happening. Yeah. It's working. <laughs> oh gosh, it was astounding. Yeah, they went crazy because the film started playing, and that moment happened. It's a very climactic moment, and, and then yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, okay, I wrote the review for it a few days later, and I'm like, okay, uh, kind of taking away the festival experience. Like it was a great yeah. festival. It was a great screening. Okay, I loved being there, but the movie itself, I, I do like it, but. I can see why people may not like this movie because it is kind of there's a lot of nostalgia and all of, there's a lot of references coming at you, um, which like half of it I'm like uh, maybe too much, and half of it I'm like oh I do enjoy it. So it's a little I, overstuffed. I think uh, the vis- some of the visuals are a bit cluttered too, but um, it's still a very much it's still 
very much is an enjoyable film, I think. I think it's a fun movie. Uh, yeah, it does definitely appeal to uh, the nostalgia of people who grew up with all of those uh, pop culture references in it. So, yeah. I mean, if you're just not really familiar with it or you're not, uh, you did not grow up in that, uh, I guess, the time period uh, that it pays homage to, um, then yeah, it's going to probably leave you a little bit flat and just kind of like, why am I watching a video game here? You know, that sort of experience. But I don't know. For me, I, I, I had a blast with it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I, I am going to see it again. Um, and I'm thankful Spielberg was the one to make this because uh, pretty much every action set piece in it works Mike fantastically. Um, I can oh, yeah. say that for it. Um, for for anybody who's thinking about seeing it, I say please do. If there's if you have hesitations about seeing it because of like all the pop culture stuff, you know, it's there. I don't think it's too bad um, or annoying. Uh, what what really nah. what, what what really saves it is Spielberg and everything he does in the movie, like action wise. It's like really good. So it's a it's a good Spielberg uh, blockbuster action movie. So. And it has his heart, too. I mean, he obviously loved the book. And while he and uh, Zach Penn, Zach Penn was the guy who adapted the screenplay, uh, while, while they uh, made some changes, I didn't read the book, but from what I understand, they made they, they did make some, some changes with, with the story, uh, changed certain things about it, but the way things play out, but... Uh, that the heart is there. I feel like the the, the what uh, that uh, that love for pop culture is there. The love for the characters is there. So yeah, yeah, it's 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 a crowd pleaser. I feel. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I yeah, I, I I do hope people go out and see it. It's it's a fun movie. It's something uh, that's. I don't know. I mean, it's. I'm not gonna say it's something we need right now. But hey, you know. Uh, who doesn't like to have fun? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Have have a little fun. Let loose for a bit. It's great popcorn uh, cinema. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, and it's coming from the master of that. So, oh, yeah. oh and and just, <laughs> and just and getting back to Spielberg. Just yeah, it was it was amazing seeing Spielberg in person, like on that stage, um, having me having having recorded the the Spielberg podcast like for the last however many months. You know, it's great seeing him there and answering questions, and also him. I mean, it's no surprise him being so gracious at the end of the screening, and everybody is like leaving, but he's like there shaking people's hands. And, oh yeah, um, and oh, and apparently, I, I I don't know if you heard this. Um, oh no, I think you were the one who may have mentioned this to me later on at South by, but apparently he was hanging around Austin, like uh, he he may have been spotted at like the the South Lamar Draft House. Like a few days later, yes, so, yeah, I heard something about that. Yeah. yeah, so so that's great. Maybe he just wanted just to see the draft house and see Austin. So, yeah, so yeah, I'm not sure if he's ever been here before. So that's Ready Player One. Uh, the, I mean that. Okay, those two for me, just experience wise, I think were my two favorites experiences of the fest in, ter- in terms of like big, you know, crowd reactions and stuff. So. Um, but that's not to say they're my favorite movies. Uh, right. I like, yeah, I like smaller movies at the fest, and and we can talk about smaller movies here now. Um, 
Uh, let me go to you, Mark. So, what stood out for you at this year's uh, South by? Uh, well, the main film to, uh, that really stood out for me uh, from the smaller uh, ones it was uh, under the category of festival favorites, and uh, it was uh, Blind Spotting. Oh, okay. uh, and it was uh, directed by Carlos Lopez Estrada. And it was written by and starring David Diggs and Rafael Casal. And uh, I, I was this was one that that uh, played at so, uh, Sundance, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I heard uh, the buzz coming from Sundance uh, regarding this film, and so it was just like, yeah, I got to see this. I just heard so so many wonderful things about it, and so I, I made the time to see it uh, during the second screening at uh, the festival and I was really blown away with this movie um, takes place in Oakland, California um, David Diggs plays uh, this character who is just out of prison on parole uh, he's kind of trying to get back into society, he's staying at a halfway house, he's got his old job back as a professional mover and he and his uh, best friend they get back together and um it's about their experience in oakland while it while oakland is going through this uh, gentrification situation something that most most uh city people are are aware of <laughs> you know, especially in austin yeah. um but yeah it deals with uh their experience uh race relations, uh, police, uh, uh, police relationships with, uh, African Americans and so forth. And I don't want to ruin too much, but it's, it's a very powerful film, heartbreaking at times. It's, it's emotional and it's, uh, really interesting the way they presented the film. It's got kind of a, a hip hop rap flavor to it. Uh, that's very passionate and expressive in those uh, particular moments uh, where they use that to express the feelings and emotions of the particular scene. But uh, yeah, I think this one's going to be a big, it, it should be, be a big award nominee uh, at the end of the year or, you know, early next year, because I think it's a phenomenal film. Yeah, I, I see here it's coming out in July, and uh, it's it's one that I wanted to see. I heard the buzz on it. Uh, I heard uh, you said you were at the second screening, right? Yeah. Um, I think the first screening they had a standing ovation at the end of the movie. Um, nice. And I was like, oh man, I, I forget what I saw instead, but yeah, this is one of the ones I missed, and I can't wait to see when it comes out because I'm a huge fan of uh, David Diggs. Um, because uh, back, you know, during his Hamilton days, and uh, I think he was on a TV show recently. Um, but yeah, I, I I like everything I, I I've seen him in, so I can't wait to see this. Uh, Blind Great, spot. yeah, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely going to be. I think it's going to be a big film. Yeah. So okay, one for me, which I liked. Maybe I think it, it might have been my favorite of the fest. I still have to re-rank them, but it's, it's near the top. Uh, is Family, uh, the 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 comedy directed by Laura Steinel, 
um, starring Taylor Schilling. Uh, Taylor Schilling plays a, a woman who is a workaholic, very selfish, very socially awkward, um, kind of an asshole. Um, who, <laughs> who, uh, who, who becomes the, 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 the caretaker of her niece when, uh, her, her brother and her sister-in-law have to go away for like a few days. So yeah. Um, and then the twist is the, the, the niece wants to become a juggalo. <laughs> and if you don't know, <laughs> I love this. I love this premise. Yeah. I didn't see this film, but I'm, I'm, the more I hear about it, it's like, man, why did I, why didn't I watch this movie? <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what a gigolo is, it's it's the people with the painted faces who love ins- insane clown posse, and and you'll get an education of what of who these people are in the movie. It's one okay. It's it it's it's it sneaks up on you. Okay, on the face of it, it's a very ridiculous plot, but it does have a lot to say about you know fitting in, finding. People who have similar interests in you, uh, as you, um, and just growing up and becoming, I guess, uh, a full person. You know, uh, the the niece in, in the movie—that's what she's struggling with, and even like Taylor Schilling, the adult, is struggling with that too. You know, fitting in. So right. it's, it's 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 a touching movie, and it's also very funny. I love Taylor Schilling in it a lot. It's a great leading role for her. I want to see more roles like this from her. Um, and yeah, I'm, uh, uh, this is something we haven't mentioned yet, but it's, it was great seeing so many films directed and, and led by women. Um, yes. It was a, such a wonderful year for, for that at South by, I got to applaud them and giving them, uh, giving these, uh, filmmakers the opportunity to, to show their work. Uh, and yeah, every, every time they, they brought on, uh, a woman director on the on the stage, and um, you know, it just made me happy because, yeah, they, we need we need to see more of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, Laura Steinell is like a filmmaker I have to keep an eye on because I, I I love her feature here in uh, in Family. So, yeah, Family is is one I would recommend. I'm not sure exactly when it comes out. Hopefully, it comes out pretty soon. But yeah, uh, it's one of my favorites of the fest. Uh, Cool. I have to look for it. Yeah. Uh, what about you? You have another favorite? Uh, but this one documentary really stood out for me. Um, let me see. Where did I write it down? Sorry. <laughs> um, oh, from all corners. Uh, I actually saw this via a screener because I had to do the uh, interview for it. Uh, interview the director, producer, uh, subject of the film. Uh-huh. And it's a documentary. Uh, Jap- it's a Japanese production documentary about this uh, artist craftsman. His name is Fuyuki Shimatsu, and his passion is cardboard. And he travels all over the place, all over the world, looking for cardboard that inspires him and something that he just is passionate about. And the film basically explains why he does what he does. And um, it also introduced me to the concept of upcycling. I, you know, I wasn't familiar with that term till I saw the film. I've heard of recycling, which is like, say, taking a plastic bottle or a glass bottle and reusing it for that purpose. But upcycling is taking 
something and reuse and reusing it for a different purpose. And what uh, Shimatsu does, he takes cardboard and turns them into wallets and uh, business card holders and just various uh, practical practical things, but obviously not a cardboard box. So uh, the film also follows his journey. He becomes obsessed with this particular cardboard box uh, that was made in Japan. It's a potato crate, and he loves the the design of it, uh, the the artwork on it, and he basically follows the life of that box, like how it was made, how the artwork was conceived. And he turns it into uh, a wallet, which he gives to um, one of the people that were involved in the making of that box. And and it sounds like a really odd concept, a really odd uh, premise yeah. for the film, but it's it's really fascinating, really captivating. And, you know, when, when uh, Fuyuki Shimatsu meets all these different people associated uh, with the making of this one box, you just kind of learn what we often take for granted, the craftsmanship that goes into making it, the hard work, uh, the art, the people that design the, the logos and so forth. And it's, it's not just a way of him to upcycle something, a product. It's also a way for him to connect with people. And he's connecting with all these people, uh, in, you know, as he's following this box's journey. And that's kind of his overall experience, too. He's traveled all over the world collecting various boxes that he likes and turning them into different items. And it's a way of – it's a conversation starter. It's a way of him connecting with others. Interesting. Yeah. This is one I missed, but when I saw the, the description – and I think I, I think you talked about it with me during the fest. Uh, I was like, oh, like, this is like uh, – yeah, like the premise is super interesting. And I, I – like you, I haven't heard of that phrase. Up was it up upcycling. Upcycling, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So wow. So uh, I, I feel bad for not seeing. I don't think I saw any documentaries this year at South by, which is which is a shame. Like I I I had to fit in as many like uh, narrative films as I could because uh, my site uh, remotely was covering some documentaries. So yeah, uh, I think, yeah, I think I think that was one that was on my radar. But I was like, oh, I don't think I can make it. So that's too bad. Uh, I have to keep an eye out for that one. I, I, a shame about like South by sometimes like these films just play here and they never get picked up. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I mean, there's so yeah. many good, so many good movies out there, so many good films that that get overlooked or you know maybe they're just hard to really sell to audiences, but they're still amazing nevertheless. It's just it's a shame that that. They, some some movies go nowhere. Some films go nowhere. But. Yeah, um, but hopefully some of these will will come out in some way. I think uh, well, a lot of filmmakers talked about the prospect of like Netflix and Amazon like picking up these smaller movies. Like the, I guess we don't have to get into this now, but like uh, it's interesting now because you could see some of these smaller movies maybe not get like theatrical releases, but like get like picked up by Netflix or Amazon and get like streaming releases which is something which i'm yeah. happy about yeah it's kind of getting bad i mean it's good that these uh outlets are available for filmmakers to get their work seen and and these outlets also encourage you know filmmakers to do more work 
but sometimes I you know it's it's kind of sad that they don't get the theatrical treatment like certain movies kind of require the theatrical treatment to see it in a theater but I guess it's better than nothing. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I guess better that's than my... not getting picked up at all. <laughs> yeah, my thought is it's better than not getting picked up because yeah. it's something. Um, I, I, because uh, uh, okay, so let me talk about another one, um, and maybe I can shift into that. Like, I'm glad I saw on the big screen, uh, never going back. That's one. Oh, okay. yeah, that was one I didn't see. Uh, I think this is getting a theatrical release. I think A24 picked it up uh, right. right before it played at South By. But uh, but no, this is, again, directed by a female director, uh, Augustine Frizzle, uh, based on... I think she said this is kind of based on her real life. Um, it's about two uh, teenage girls uh, who are best friends, who live together, um, who are just trying to pay rent it, it follows them through like 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 two or three days of their lives and they're trying to go to work and and live you know <laughs> live their lives but like bad stuff keeps happening to them um and they're very like uh they're 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 troublemakers on on one hand but they're trying to be responsible <laughs> it's like they're they're smoking pot they're snorting like uh, coke, <laughs> but they want to, but, but but they want to wake up early enough to go to work tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> they want to be functional in the world. Yeah, I guess. Be <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's 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 kind of like a female super bad. That's like as basic as I can I can describe it. But it's uh, but it's more I guess grounded in like reality because you know because like uh, I, I again. The great thing about going to like these festivals is like the the filmmaker gets in, gets to introduce the film, right? Yeah. And it's great hearing. It was great hearing her talk about like, oh, this is like kind of my life. I wanted. She she says I wanted to share, you know, this story about you know these these girls, these women, you know, uh, doing things that you don't normally see, you know, women on screen doing, kind yeah. of kind of being assholes. <laughs> You're kind of being, you know you know, dirty. And some would say, you know, quote unquote whores because like, I think, uh, she, had a, I think she had a screening, um, uh, earlier and she got like some feedback, uh, maybe uh, like online or something. And like the online, they're like, Oh, these characters are never going back. They're like whores. And, but she's like, you know, they're <laughs> and me having seen the movie, they're not whores. They're just like loud, like, uh, uh women, you know, <laughs> it's something that it's more, it's, you know, we need more of this is what I'm saying, you know, it, it, and, and people may not like it, but you know, whatever, screw them. I, I just like that, uh, these women characters and female filmmakers are, are making these movies that we know we don't normally see. So, uh, yeah, a, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's a reality whether people are, don't want to see it or not, but it's the, it's, it's truthful. So, yeah. And also, yeah, bravo. Hey, uh, it's it's very funny. The movie is very funny. It's uh, by the end. It there's a scene in a in a broom closet with a bucket, and uh, that's all I'll say. I have to look yeah. for that. <laughs> it, it, it's it's so coming you said out. A twenty four picked it up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure A twenty four picked it up. Let me just double check. Oh, okay, wonderful. So I, I'm pretty sure I'll get a chance to see it. 
yeah, it's it's definitely one. It was one of my favorites of uh of the fest, and yeah, again, uh, kind of like a family. I mean, it's funny and it's also heartwarming. It really got me. Yeah, I I just looked it up. A twenty four is releasing Never Going Back, so it's one I for sure recommend. Uh, I hope people see it and enjoy it. So there you go. Cool. Never going back. Uh, Mark, you have another one. Uh, yeah, I can, uh, let me see what I got here. I'll mention, can I mention like a couple that are kind of related in a way? And I know you yeah. have one of them with me. Yeah. Um, a, we, we can do like a speed round just to kind of wrap this up. Just some, yeah. some quick, some quick mentions. Okay. So I, it, this year was a great year for not only, uh, women filmmakers, but it was also a good year for, uh, teen comedies. Yeah. Now, as far as the headliners are concerned, I saw Kay Cannon's uh, Blockers, which I had a blast with. It's kind of like a female-driven uh, American pie, but I feel it's a little bit smarter, and it offers more of a perspective of the parents um, in it. And they're actually the really funny ones. <laughs> uh, it stars uh, Leslie Mann, uh, John Cena, and uh, Ike Barinholtz. Yeah. And their parents that find out that uh, their teenage daughters are going to prom, but they've made a pact to lose their virginity on prom night. So the parents are freaking out and trying to stop them, and they're the the blockers that are trying to block what's what they hope is not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that one was great. Um, we both saw Summer '03, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, that one was written and directed by Becca Gleason, and it stars Joey King and June Squibb. And it's this movie was just so hilarious, and uh, it's one of those subversive, shocking teen movies because <laughs> it goes to some really weird places, but it was still very well written, uh, well acted. I was really impressed with Joey King and uh, June Squibb, who who she's perfectly cast in this role as her grandmother who passes away. But before she passes away, she makes a couple of major confessions that pretty much, uh, there, she reveals a couple of things, a couple of her dark secrets and the family is just kind of taken way aback when they find (laughs) out. And it's takes place in the days that follow and everyone's reaction to what the grandmother revealed so uh, any thoughts on the film uh, i mean yeah i i love that initial concept those confessions yeah <laughs> it's a hell of a way it's a hell of a way to set up a, mo- a movie <laughs> yeah. and then and then and then we see our lead uh character this like uh what like 16 17 year old girl yeah. try try to deal with it and kind of um <laughs> it it goes into insane like like oh my god territory like yeah. oh they're, they're, doing, they're doing this okay but it it remains funny and uh it, yeah they're kind of touching at the end <laughs> yeah yeah so i i definitely dug it yeah and then the last one i was going to mention uh within that uh, teen comedy category was eighth grade i got to see this uh i think it was like Second is the last day of the festival. It was like a big bug buzz uh, screening that was added, and that one was written and directed by Bo Burnham, uh, the comedian. 
and it stars uh, Elsie Fisher and Josh Hamilton. And it's about this uh, eighth grader, this young girl who in reality is socially awkward, like painfully shy. She really doesn't connect with anybody in her school but she hosts her own uh, YouTube show where she gives teen teenagers or you know people her age advice. So <laughs> it's like she's giving advice, but she can't really practice what she preaches in her real life. And <laughs> it's uh, it's hilarious. A little bit subversive too. Uh, goes to some interesting places. Uh, it is. Uh, it, there was a kind of a controversial buzz about this film because of one particular scene. But as horrible and awkward as it can be interpreted, it is very much a reflection of reality. I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but it basically deals with uh, situations that are happening in high schools nowadays, the violence that's been taking place. And oh, wow. it, it puts kind of an awkward, but still kind of funny spin on that. Uh, it's just... A reflection of our times, unfortunately, but I'm glad that uh, Bo Burnham actually had the balls to do it because it's it's truthful and real. But still, it's it's a phenomenal film. I really enjoyed it. Uh, the comedy is just so sharp. It's got a lot of heart. I could definitely relate to the uh, protagonist because when I was probably in eighth grade. And some of my early high school years, I was a painfully shy guy and really awkward and socially awkward. <laughs> so I could definitely relate to the, the protagonist and what she was going through. Yeah, this is another one I, I, I feel bad for missing. Uh, it's it's going to be uh, another big movie, I think. Another big indie movie. Yeah. Um, I'm happy that Bo Burnham like, made something like this that, that hit people so, so hard. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I'm not really familiar with his comedy. I just know he's a comedian. Yeah. But I w- was really impressed with this film. I mean, the writing is really sharp and intelligent, and he directs the hell out of it. I mean, his heart is in it, and he pulls it off really nicely. Awesome, awesome. Um, okay, so let me speed through a few. Uh, here we go. Unfriended, Dark Web. I, I like that one. Yeah, I, I liked it. Um uh, if you're a fan of the first Unfriended, then I, su- I suggest you see this uh, when it whenever it comes out. Uh, and, and you saw it, Mark, and, and, and you liked it? Yeah, yeah. And I got to say, if you're not a fan of the first one like I was, uh, wasn't, <laughs> I did not like the first one. This one blew me away. To me, this one should have been like Unfriended 1, and this would have gotten that little uh, series off to a great start because yeah. – yeah, I was just I was so into that film. It was just really dark and intense and definitely yeah, well that's, scary. <laughs> that's that, that that's good to hear because I was worried about that because like it's it's very much like unfriend. I mean, for me, it it feels like uh, I think it is better than the first one. Yeah, but it very much is contained in that like uh, desktop point of view thing where I can see people were, would like be put off by it. Um, but I'm glad to hear that you liked it, uh, and and it kind of turned you as a as a as a fan of Unfriended now. So yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah, I remember I, re- I recommend that for sure. Oh, another Midnighter that I liked uh, was Upgrade. Yes, I saw that one too. That was probably my favorite Midnighter. That was so much fun. 
uh, I think, yeah, I think that is my favorite Midnighter of the bunch. Um, it's, oh, I mean, uh, Lei Wanell, I think that's his name, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think he co-wrote the first Saw, and he also co-starred in the first Saw, right? He's like yeah. the the other guy in in that opening uh, scene with with Carrie Ellis. Um, mm. Yeah, he directs the hell out of this. Uh, I did not know what I was getting into um, when I when I came into this, and I was quite blown away by how. Like I, I, I think I compared this to uh, like something like Looper or um, The Guest, where it's like it feels very retro, but it feels very slick and modern in a good way. It's yeah. it's a it's a very solid sci-fi action movie. Uh, it is. I have some problems with it, you know, in terms of the the, the the plot, but like man, the action is so spot on, so well shot, so brutal. I mean, yeah, yeah, I was really taken aback. I mean, I, I shouldn't have been because it's Lee Winnell and, you know, considering that he's worked on Insidious and worked on Saw, uh, I mean, just to me going in, the premise was like sci-fi and whatever. But then when it gets kind of horrific with the violence, I was like, whoa, <laughs> yeah. did not see that coming. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, should have seen I, it coming. But at first, I was just it <laughs> took me it took me out of my element there for a little bit. Like what? <laughs> yeah. But uh, but again, but in a good I, way. Yeah, yeah. Like it, like those parts really work. Uh, I'm gonna predict that this is gonna be kind of problematic when it comes out, because I mean the whole thing is like he ends up in a wheelchair. And there's a line in there that really rubbed me the wrong way, where he's like, "I'd rather be dead than be in this wheelchair." And I'm like, oh, "Okay, uh, I, I, oof, that's kind of rough." Um, um, but hey, other than that, like everything else about the movie, like uh, it, I mean, the the plot real quick is like he puts a chip in his head that uh, that makes him walk and uh, you know pulls him out of paralysis. But then you know, but the chips—it's—it's it's an AI and it has a life of its own, and uh, it gives them super abilities. But but hey, it's also dangerous because it's technology. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a good solid plot, but again, maybe a little problematic. But if 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 you want those cheap, not cheap. If you want like the these like well shot action sequences with like crazy, you know gore then you're gonna love this movie so <laughs> upgrade um, yeah i definitely enjoyed that one let's see just okay i'm gonna s- there's a lot but we need to wrap this up <laughs> yeah uh, i mean we could go on and on and on and on but it's like man yeah, i mean I'm these gonna, are I, I i gotta say yeah these are probably the main ones i wanted to talk about and i'm glad you mentioned upgrade and uh so yeah that was one that i hadn't mentioned yet but for are there, sure Wanted is, to mention. Uh, did did we hit everything you wanted to talk about? Was there anything? Yeah, else I think so. I think so. Okay. Uh, I'll say like at least. Let me give you this one real quick. Shotgun. Uh, okay, didn't see that one. Directed by uh, Hannah Marks and Joey Power. Uh, I love. Uh, speaking of the guest, uh, uh, Miyaka Monroe, uh, who starred in the guest, she stars yeah. in this. I. This movie hit me in my heart in a personal way. Um, oh, okay. I, I, let's see. So the plot is, uh, it's not because I have, I have cancer or anything, okay? Because the plot deals about deals with cancer. Uh, 
Jeremy Allen Whites, I think that's his name. Uh, he he finds out he has cancer, and you know around that time when he finds out he has he has cancer, he meets uh, 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 Miyako Monroe's character, and they hit it off. They they start dating. They fall in love. She she takes care of him during chemo, and then the film takes a turn, you know, and then they uh, then it deals with what happens when a relationship starts off so strong and 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 how you keep that relationship alive under extreme uh. circumstances so that's where i'm like oh it 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 it, it hit me <laughs> cuz i was like oh that part where they're struggling to keep their relationship together i understood that you know, uh, all too well. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There are certain lines in there where I'm like, yeah, that's, that, that's real, man. That's, that's they, they, these two filmmakers who, who, who co-directed it. They know about these, how these relationships end up. So yeah, it really affected me. So one of my favorites of the fests, uh, and the, 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 the two starring roles really good. Um, again, I'm a huge fan of Monroe and I'm glad she got another leading role like this. Cool. Uh, hey, speaking of couples and extreme circumstances, um, I think we did. Did we see this? Yeah, we saw this together. The the unicorn. Oh uh, yes, yes, yeah. that was another good one. I'm glad you mentioned it. Yeah, <laughs> that movie was hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> uh, I love the two leads, uh, Nick Rutherford and Lauren Lapkus. I love Lauren Lapkus. Yes. I, I've been a fan of hers forever. I listen to her podcasts. She's one of the funniest people ever. And yeah, she's <laughs> this. Okay, uh, Mark, do you want to do want to quickly give the synopsis of this? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, this couple uh, who have been engaged for how long? I don't know. It seems like they've been like, engaged for way too long, and they're afraid years. to take that. Yeah, that next big step of marriage. And <laughs> I don't know. I guess. It's ma- it seems like it in from what I remember it seemed like it was coming mainly from the hesitant hesitancy it was coming mainly from uh, Lauren Lapkus's character and the husband is t- also hesitant I mean the the boyfriend is also hesitant but at the same time he's trying to kind of like push things along a little bit so uh, meanwhile uh, was it her parents or his parents I don't remember I think it was her parents. They're- her parents, they're celebrating an, an anniversary and they're going to renew their vows. And it's basically about uh, the younger couple trying to keep their passion and excitement alive. And they make some really <laughs> crazy decisions yeah, to try to spice things up. And it, things don't go as as well as they wanted to. And it makes them kind of question their the direction of the relationship but it's yeah, it's but, all very funny and uh just wonderful and crazy and love the characters also the supporting characters yeah. especially yeah, the that, i don't remember the ga- character the guy's name but the male stripper guy was he was he was pretty funny <laughs> oh was that uh beck bennett yes <laughs> yeah, yeah hilarious but yeah but uh, the unicorn the title says it's uh they try to have a three-way and yeah, yeah uh, things go bad, but funny. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's uh, it, again. I love that Lauren Lapkus has a movie like this, so I hope people see it. I hope she gets more roles like this. Uh, yeah, I it's by the end I was endeared by this 
a couple. It was Robert Schwartzman who directed that. Yeah, yeah. Robert Schwartzman directed it. Yeah. Jason's brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so this would be the last one I mentioned. Because, again, okay. so many movies, so little time. <laughs> uh, all Square. Okay. You mentioned that to me. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I this this has like stayed with me since I saw it. Um, uh, directed by John Hames, starring Michael Kelly, who, if you don't know, he's uh, he's from House of Cards. I think he's like the the chief of staff in that in that show. I've always liked him as an actor, and he gets to play the lead here. Uh, and it's very much like a bad news bears type of scenario where Michael Kelly is like, uh, he, he runs a, ga- uh, a gambling ring, right? He, he <laughs> takes, he, he makes bets. He takes bets. Um, and then he decides to start gambling on, uh, uh kids, little league baseball. <laughs> and, and, uh, he, along the way he befriends a kid playing, uh, you know, baseball, softball, I'm sorry. Um, and yeah, it's, <laughs> he, uh, it, it doesn't go the way you expect. <laughs> mm. Um, like you, you think it's going to be like, Oh, he's going to come in and kind of, you know, is, is his, his icy cold heart is going to melt with, you know, because of this kid. But no, no. <laughs> Ma- Michael, it's not Michael, quite the redemption story one would expect from that type yeah, of movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael Kelly is very much a dirtbag. He's great at playing a dirtbag, and it's 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 funny. And I love Michael Kelly in it. Uh, who else is it? Uh, Pamela, uh, Pamela uh, Adlon. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I know who that is from um, Californication. Yes, yes. Actually, She's in her, this. Her daughter is in. Um, Gideon Adlon is in Blockers. She's like one of the oh. yeah, the teams. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Adlon plays the 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 mother of the kid who Michael Kelly, you know, kind of uh, becomes like a <laughs> a bad role model for. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but it's 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 one of my favorites of the fest. It's it's like a good indie movie with a good story uh funny good heart uh and with a with some great performances it it pretty much exemplifies why you know i love south by southwest so i think i think it's a great way to end this show too um with a quintessential south by southwest movie so Yeah. yeah uh mark oh it's it's man this this hour just flew by yeah, <laughs> uh, it's great talking to you about the fest. Um, uh, how about this? Let's let's. I, I'm going to try to make it out next year for for South by for my second time, well, third time overall, second time in a row. Uh, and you're going to be there for your tenth time. For yeah, your, yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 I mean, they should give you like a like a like a like a prize or something, like a token chip or something. Like, <laughs> Ten years of South by. Here you go, Mark. Uh, I don't know. If I'm. I, I might. There might be others that have me beat. But. <laughs> but man, a full decade of South by. Oh, we maybe we have to come back and like kind of like do like talk about ten years of South by for you. Like kind of rank the best moments and best movies. Like, do you? I would like that. That would be fun. Yeah, like ten years of South by. You know, by 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 Mark Saldana. Man. Um, <laughs> But yeah, but okay, Mark, thank you. Let's wrap this up with plugs. Hey, man, where can the listeners find you online? 
uh, on Twitter, you can follow me at movie underscore doc. Uh, you can read my reviews on uh, trueviewreviews.com. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you for having me on the show. I enjoy your podcast and enjoy when you have me on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Especially it's... when we're talking about movies because, well, that's what we always talk about anyway. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I love. Yeah. Yeah, uh, great to have you on. I, yeah, it's been, I think we talked about this off mic, but it's been way too long. Like, I don't remember, but uh, you were on maybe like, um, and this wasn't the last time, because I can't remember the last time, but the early episode you were on was like talking about either South By or Fantastic Fest or Austin Film Festival, and yeah. that was like that was like maybe four years ago. So, yeah. yeah uh, I think we were so, recording at... Uh where was it? The Alamo oh, Draft yeah. <laughs> We were recording on that was location. Fun, but of course, yeah, that was probably kind of noisy, you know, too. So I can see wow. why you don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> the Lake Alamo Draft House Lake Line. Yeah, I completely forgot about that, Mark. Maybe I should try to do that again. <laughs> uh, Mark, thanks again. Uh, and yeah, let's 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 get together for another episode on something else. I'm sure we'll find something else to talk about. Oh, for uh, sure, man soon uh for and for listeners out there thanks for listening and i used to have a catchphrase but i forgot it (laughs) (laughs) uh so i'll just say thanks for listening and we'll see you next time bye see you at the movies (laughs) there you go (laughs) 